Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 24. Dallas at 30. And Houston at number 32. You're listening to the latest. I'm Tammy Trujillo. You're listening to KCAA Loma Linda at 106.5 FM K293CF Marino Valley. Welcome to the journey to business and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Brianna Prince. Our show is brought to you by the I3 Social Club. The I3 Social Club is designed to bring business people and professionals together to build your business through connecting and education. For more information, go to meetup.com forward slash I3 Social Club, and I'll see you at our next meeting. Welcome back to the Journey to Business and Entrepreneurship. My name is Brianna Prince, and the radio show, uh, The Journey to Business and Entrepreneurship, is all about in, um, interviewing businesses and entrepreneurs about their path through success and business. And so today's guest, I have Alan Diaz here. So <laughs> Alan Diaz is someone I actually met a little over a month ago um, at a, a conference that we went to, and we really connected. He's yeah. got a ton of businesses, so I thought he would be fantastic to have on the show. Awesome. So hopefully you guys have a lot of, uh, get a lot of value from him. And yeah, so here's Alan Diaz. Hey guys, I am excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, here. The, you know, yeah. we scheduled this a couple months in yep. advance and I'm so glad that we finally uh, connected because, you know, when I first told you about it, I'm like, okay, so we're we're definitely scheduling this in advance. And I'm like, okay, let me make sure that he didn't forget. Remember I texted you <laughs> yeah. on Monday. I'm like, I love it. let me make sure because I don't want him to forget about it or anything. But yeah, you know, one of the things that I like to do is just start off by uh, giving you the chance to introduce sure. yourself and tell people what you do. Yeah. So, hey, my name is Alan Diaz and uh, I have a several businesses. I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur, six businesses and a nonprofit. And uh, really, my passion is just to help people reach their dream. And so uh, some of the businesses I have, one is called Corp Nation. It builds LLCs, trusts, corporations, all that kind of stuff. Another one's a publishing company. I've written several books, a lot of children's books, a law book, variety of others, internet marketing, web design books. Um, oh. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Everything, you yeah. know, and this is what I, I had said to you before, too. It just seemed I ended up asking you, what is it that you don't do? <laughs> you know, I felt like that was easier. <laughs> that is easier, actually, I think. That's so yeah. funny. So how did you end up getting... So tell us a little bit about your background, yeah. first and foremost. So I grew up in Richmond, California, Coach Carter, uh, hey. that area, that movie, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, uh, people don't know this, fifth most dangerous city in the United States. My parents were poor. Oh, really? Yep. And, uh, you know, makes uh, makes uh, Oakland seem like Disneyland. But no, no, no. <laughs> they're, they're, they're right next to each other. But grew up there. My parents were druggies out of the 60s. We grew up super poor, homeless for a while. Um, there was a lot of chaos. And uh, that's what kind of created this... Um, this deep longing for something different, something to 
that would change my world. I, I didn't want that. You know what I mean? Okay. And so grew up out of that, ended up becoming an entrepreneur through that, you know, went through high school, first kid to go to college in, in my family and pretty much most of my relatives, mm-hmm. you know, graduated from there and up in Santa Cruz and had a blast and had to work hard to go through college. But that's basically, <laughs> that's basically where, where I grew up, how I got started. Nice. Yeah. Now, so it was from seeing your parents and how they lived their life that you kind of looked at that and was like, okay, so that's what I don't want to do. Exactly. I want to go down a different path. Yes. Okay. So how did you actually lead to entrepreneurship? I understand that you didn't want to go down the path your parents did, but why entrepreneurship rather than getting a, a traditional job? Well, I did do traditional work when I was younger, but mm-hmm. what really was the start or the seed of me going on my own was my parents divorced. I ended up, the court gave me to my dad. My sister went with my mom. And uh, while we were doing that, my dad didn't have much money. So, and we were on the line of a rich area. So I ended up going to a richer school and I saw people doing stuff I could never do or even dream of like snow skiing. I remember telling myself, I was sitting there in a cafeteria. I heard a bunch of girls talking about how they just went. And I thought to myself, I know I've made it when I can snow ski. (laughs) Yeah. And so I then one day was outside and someone said, Hey, can you mow my lawn? Cause I was mowing my lawn. I'll give you Mm -hmm. five bucks. And that started a whole lawn mowing job as a high school kid or young high school, junior high, I should say, you know, has. And so I just did that. And that started the spark of, wow, I can make money on my own. I did work for companies and different things for a while, but, you know, I kept going back to some of the experiences I had where I learned that I liked controlling my own destiny and Mm. my own pocketbook and I could be my own boss. And is that what you found when you were doing the mowing people's lawns? It really, that was just one of the seeds, but I think the big catalyst was I was working, I was a gymnastics instructor and um, my, we got a call and they asked me to come teach at some schools. I didn't really want to go and the, the, the owner of the company he said, just charge him whatever you want. And I was making like $300 an hour in the 80s. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, wow. I'm like, whoa, this is, you know, doing it Montessori schools and a variety of other little tiny schools, taking mats out there and teaching little kids. And I was like, this is great money. <laughs> and, and from that, while I was in college, everybody was working $3.25 to $3.50 minimum wage. I was making bank. Yeah. I barely had to work absolutely. any hours. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, okay. What was your first uh, business that you went into after that? You know, because I know you have six businesses now. Yeah. So what was which one of those was the first one? So actually, the first one where I started on my own was construction. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I was working for a nonprofit, and when you work for a nonprofit, you don't make a whole lot. <laughs> and so uh, I had to go to work. So I thought, you know, hey, I'll go into construction. I actually didn't know anything about construction. Oh, Just no thought way. that'd be a great pathway to go. Oh my gosh! So how yeah. was that experience? That was crazy. You would find me in Home Depot because I wanted to go and build. <laughs> cabinets. I wanted to do woodwork. And Mm -hmm. I would literally lay in the bottom of the cabinet, staring at how they built it, looking at the insides of the cabinets. Home Depot personnel would come and tap me on the leg. Sir, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Because I was in there like 45 minutes just trying to figure out how they did it. Oh, wow. That's so funny. So did that help you actually learn what it is that you needed to do in order to be effective at construction? I learned some basic technique. And then what I did is I just, I went to the library. They only had three books. I read those from the 1970s. I didn't help much but I jumped in and I just learned as I went and then I got faster and better and next thing I knew there was this big huge 
push to remodel kitchens and I was so busy people are handing me like $25,000 $50,000 checks and more wow. money than I've ever seen in my life I'm like what, what do I do with this <laughs> then I'm doing hotels and restaurants oh, and wow. everything flying all over California now I've done buildings in Egypt and in Mexico nice. and, and all, all over the place wow okay so when you were going through that experience what was that like did you have to, I assume you had to of course have employees mm-hmm. um, so and that was something you had never done before right exactly mm-hmm. so how was that like you know, how did you know exactly what, what you needed, what to do, and, and stuff oh, like man. that? I mean, did you have a mentor or someone no. to help guide you or teach you? No? Nothing. Wow. And my dad had already passed away years ago, so I felt lost. I felt mm. what, I felt alone. I didn't know what to do. I actually did a lot of things wrong, and I would literally, like, I turned out one day I realized you're supposed to have a contractor's license. I didn't have <laughs> one. I didn't even know what that was. I called the contractor's state licensing board and told on myself, like, sir, you can't do that. I go, I know. That's why I'm calling you. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. I just wanted to do it right, but. But I had to learn as I went. But I think the most important thing is I went. Yeah. You know, went for it. You know, and I, I, I think that there is something to just jumping in and doing things because a lot of times we can get in our own head about, you know, oh, I want to do this. But then you're in your head all the time and not taking action and you yeah. end up accomplishing any, uh, nothing. And so I think it's awesome that you actually took action. You know, you learned from your mistakes and, yep. and you know, you kept pushing. Yeah, that's basically my life every day. <laughs> <laughs> so you are willing on it naturally just to just jump into things. And I think I'm a natural risk taker. That's awesome. Yeah. I like taking risks too. Yeah. I think risks are awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you might fall a mm-hmm. couple times, get a bumps, get some bumps and bruises, but you yeah. know, you're still living, right? <laughs> exactly. 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 So um, with entrepreneurship, what do you feel is something that is the biggest the biggest hurdle that you had to overcome in order to become an entrepreneur? I think two things, if I could say that. One was um, I had to overcome um, not having any influencers in my life. I didn't know where to go. I I grew up in an era where there was no social media. There was no YouTube. There was nothing. I mean, we had MTV. That was it. (laughs) That was just music. You know what I mean? But that didn't help me. And so I didn't know where to find answers. And I really felt lost. And that's why I feel like it took me so long to get where I'm at because Mm. I didn't know anybody. And I came from a circle of influence and people that were just, we were all poor. We didn't have anything. So now knowing that, though, um, now that social media, we do have social media, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of influencers and people, gurus, things like that. What would you advise someone who has those resources that you didn't have? Or what would you have done even differently? I think I would have grabbed a lot of books by entrepreneurs. If I had been born in this era, I would Mm -hmm. have found good, healthy uh, people on social media that are pushing correct stuff. I would have to ask a lot of questions because I wouldn't have known who those people were because there's a lot of junk on there. Yeah, you know, know, people saying stuff. But some of the big people, like Warren Buffett, he's around. He's a billionaire. You know, Mm -hmm. I ended up actually just going on a track recently since 2000, around 16, just studying only billionaires. That changed my world. That was the best thing I could have ever done. So how did it change your world? It changed my world because I had been trying to find information, trying to find what to do, how to do it. And I would read all different kinds of books by different millionaires. And they knew some stuff, but it was like night and day difference compared to what billionaires knew. So as I began on this trek of studying billionaires, I began to consume that material like crazy. And uh, I learned so much, it blew my mind. It was like a revelation. You know what I mean? And what would you say is the biggest lesson? And this is probably a hard question, but from reading uh, and studying billionaires, what do you feel is like the biggest lesson that you have learned? For me, 
is you can be unstoppable if you are hungry, no matter where you're at in life, no matter how old you are, no matter where you're from, uh, no matter nationality, be hungry and go for it. Mm -hmm. Don't let any obstacle hold you back. Be hungry. That just sounds yeah. like Les Brown to me whenever I hear that. <laughs> Do you know who that is? I don't actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's the guy that I told you when we met at the conference okay. that you should look up. Oh yeah. But anyway, he's he's that's something that he says. You gotta be hungry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, now who do you follow? I Right now I follow Grant Cardone. I followed Mar uh, Marcus Lemonis. I still follow him. Uh, I read Me everything either. by Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. <laughs> Me too. That um, um, the Wolf on, Wolf, uh, on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. We're starting to read some of his stuff. Uh, mostly that. Uh, I watch a lot, of, a lot of The Prophet with Marcus Lemonis. Yeah. Undercover Billionaire, second season. My favorite. You know, yeah. those things revolutionize my life. And uh, yeah, any book I can get by a billionaire that I can, I just grab hold of and read. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, even with you um, being a huge avid reader, you mm -hmm. read a ton. <laughs> How did you start getting on that habit of reading? So I was younger and I hadn't I, I remember I hadn't even read a book until I hit high school. And then they set us apart for an hour to read, and I read The Call of the Wild. I'm like, oh, that was good. And then I did start, honestly, I went to this youth group, and the youth pastor always used to say, a reader's a leader, a reader's a leader. I'm mm. like, one of these days, I got to start reading. <laughs> I got to start doing something. And then I was over in England, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to read for the summer. And I read three books, and that changed my world. And then I realized there is a plethora massive amount of knowledge out there i just got to go get it yeah you know and I mean? you make sure to read a yeah. lot because you have a lot of information i know when i was even talking to you it was like you knew something about everything any topic <laughs> you knew a little bit of something about it well good i hope so <laughs> this year i was telling my team since january i've read 30 books already oh shoot okay yeah See, I'm, I'm trying a little to bit hit 50 behind. Yeah. <laughs> for the year yeah 50 for the year but i'm going to do better than that i think Oh, wow. Are you, so are, I assume you're on track? I am. I'm at 30. I'm on my 31st book right now. And we are in September. Yeah. Okay. So I can get it. I can get it. Well, I'm actually reading two right now. So I'm actually on my 31st and 32nd. How much time do you spend reading? I spend a few hours every night. I don't watch TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I go home, I get in bed and I watch TV. I mean, I read for a few hours. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. And what would you say is your favorite book? My favorite book. Oh, well, the one, it. The Catalyst, that changed my whole world. And I know a lot of people read it because it's recommended to everybody. But this is the one that changed me. is Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so that was the entry-level kind of book that helped you to mm -hmm. expand your mind a little bit and think a little bit more. Blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, made me go, wow, where's this information at? Where can I find more? Yeah, you know, yeah. and I felt the same way. And I have come to absolutely love Robert Kiyosaki mm. because... Yes, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was my entryway, but the book that really made a huge impact for me was Cashflow Quadrant. Oh, yeah. Cashflow Quadrant, mm -hmm. because I liked how he broke down uh, the four different quadrants, yep. and it helped you to identify where you are, and yep. he pinpointed me to a T as yep. a self-employed <laughs> individual, and so I'm reading it, I'm like, man, he doesn't even know me, and he's yep. <laughs> he's got me nailed down. Yep. Yep. And then I was like, okay, so this is where I am, but where is it that yep. I want to be? And so um, it really got mm -hmm. me into actually going out and that's how I ended up starting uh, to look into real estate and joining wow. clubs and stuff like that and that's great yeah I'm learning a ton and it's fun it's exciting it's it's interesting to see um, how even just surrounding yourself around different types of people actually mm -hmm. makes a huge difference too 
So like even uh, with the clubs that I'm part of, um, I'm just learning so much. I mean, sometimes, especially because real estate is so big, oh, man. Um, <laughs> it, it's a little bit, um, it's it's a little hard sometimes just because it's like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. well, this, now I learned something new. Oh, that's yeah. awesome too. Let me go down this path, you know, just yeah. all over the place. So I felt, I felt that way a lot lately, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> um, now, what are, what is your biggest focus at this point in time? Right now, it's me working on the business and not in the business. That's my biggest focus. Mm -hmm. And so creating deeper process, um, policies and procedures so people know exactly what they're supposed to be doing, when they're doing it. And With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Creating that machine so everything can run flawlessly when I'm not there. Mm. Yeah. And that's, again, something that I learned through Cashflow Quadrant. Yeah. And, you know, he ended up asking that question. If you were to leave your job yeah. today, could you continue working? Yeah. Well, or, well, would you continue getting paid or whatever? Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> my business needs me. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. there's no income coming in. <laughs> well, I, I could walk away from my business. And this young man here would run it. Right. They don't see him on camera. But my son, my, one of my middle boys, he'd run everything just fine. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you trained him well. He seems very, yeah. very intelligent, too. Yes. <laughs> now, we actually do have to go on a quick break. Mm -hmm. So we'll be right back with you guys in just a moment. shows if you want to host a radio show now is the time make kcaa your flagship station our rates are affordable and our services are second to none we broadcast to a population of five million people plus we stream and podcast on all major online audio and video systems if you've been thinking about broadcasting a weekly radio program on real radio plus the internet contact our ceo at 281-599-9800 281-599-9800. You can Skype your show from your home to our Redlands, California studio where our live producers and engineers are ready to work with you personally. A radio program on KCAA is the perfect work from home avocation in these stressful times. Just type KCAARadio.com into your browser to learn more about hosting a show on the best station in the nation or call our CEO for details. 281-599-9800. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? My name is Thomas F. Chappelle, Jr., and I am one of the hosts of the Real Men of Real Estate radio show here on KCAA Radio. I'm here to uh, inform you about one of my new books that are getting ready to come out on Indiegogo uh, regarding uh, the 50 educators of real estate. wanted you to travel with me on this journey on this real estate space thing. A lot of people are very interested in real estate because of the programs they see on television. And a lot of people say, hey, want to be able to change my career or, you know, I can make a lot of money doing real estate. And these gentlemen are very well spoken on their ventures in real estate. So come with me and take a look at what we're talking about in this book to be able to help you 
with your dreams and your challenges and whatnot. Uh, the book will be on Indiegogo. You can get an early copy or you can wait till the holidays and give it to that special someone. So once again, this is Thomas F. Chappelle Jr. And I approve this message. Welcome back to the journey to business and entrepreneurship. My name is Brianna Prince, and this is a show where we interview businesses and entrepreneurs. And today, as I mentioned earlier, where I'm interviewing Alan Diaz. Yes. Now, Alan, I know right before we got off, I ended up asking you the question of what's the biggest thing that you're focusing on right now. Mm-hmm. So you made mention of the fact that um, you know your son is basically he can actually run everything at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So, and you're also focusing on. Um, you know, getting to a point where you can kind of let it let the business run on its own. Yep. So how are you planning to do that exactly? Because he can run it on his own right now. But is it the vision that you're still yeah. that you're still focusing on? So we have an interesting conversation that we're getting ready to have for the second time. But this is what we're going to call it. It's the call. And what it is, is they're either employees or they're partners. And if they want to go the employee route, do their nine to five, check in, trade time for money, we'll more power to them. We'll train them in their specific area, make sure they're doing high quality in that area. But if they want to get partnership, we want to start more businesses. We have a controlling business or a management business, I should call it, that will manage all these. We'll raise them up, train them up. They have resources. They have us. We'll be part owners. They'll be part owners. They'll be CEOs. We'll make sure we streamline. But then they're going to go through our training program. They have to be. They have to be hungry. They have to be fighters. They have yeah. to be winners. They have to be people who see the obstacles and see the opportunities in the obstacles, so they can move forward. Because we want like-minded people. So we're not just going to invite anybody. We want people that are go-getters that want to change the world and actually help people. I love that. You know, that's our goal. So what would be the qualification? I mean, I, un- yeah. I understand what you what you said, but. How do you, would you determine someone's hunger level? Well, we just see them. They come in. They're killing it. They oh, believe gotcha. in the vision. They're, they're working hard. And they, they're learning. They're growing. They're consuming information about our business. You know what I mean? They know our business thoroughly. They study the website. We don't have to ask them to. They're looking mm-hmm. it up, checking it out. You know, they're answering and asking questions. That now, can... is this for all your businesses or mm-hmm. oh, all your businesses? Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, what do you feel is like the the kind of mindset you have mm-hmm. to have as an entrepreneur? I think you have to have the mindset that you just never give up and that there are resources out there. No matter who you are, you just have to find them. Yeah. I had a guy if, I had a guy in my contracting school. He's incredibly wealthy. And I said, why are you getting your license? He's like, eh, I want to run all these big construction companies and that stuff. I said, you know, your English is perfect. You said you came from Mexico. He said his, his mom, uh, the, the dad left when he was in third grade. And so mm-hmm. he got pallets because they were left stranded and their mom couldn't find work. And they were living in pallets with a tarp. He quit school before he went into the fourth grade and he had to take care of his mom. And mm-hmm. I said, well, how did you learn English and everything so flawlessly? How'd you get so smart? He said, well, I realized one thing. Nobody's going to help me out. Nobody's going to show mm-hmm. me the way. So he said, I walked past a library and he said, before I'm 18, I will have read every book in that library. He said, at first I started with the kids' books, but then once I got through the kids' books, then I got to these entrepreneur books, and that changed my life and set my life on fire. And so it changed his world. So it doesn't matter how poor you are, where you come from, all the opportunities are there, all the information is there, everything anybody needs to become rich, become wealthy, is right there. Everybody has the same opportunities, they just gotta step into it and make it happen. I like that, because I think sometimes we can kinda feel like, we don't know what to do or how to get to where we want to be. Mm-hmm. So if 
what would your recommendation be to someone if you know, hey, I want to get from point A to point B, but I don't exactly know exactly how to get there? Yeah, find people that are ahead of you and then ask to interview them. I was, mm. uh, I, I went into, I just walked into a McDonald's office one day and I started talking to the guy. I said, hey, I want to interview. I'm going to do a little recording. This was way back in the early 90s. I had a makeshift old video camera. I, I wasn't, gonna, I didn't know what to use it for. We didn't really have YouTube. <laughs> I just wanted to record him and ask him questions. Mm-hmm. He did it and he owns 14 McDonald's down in San Diego and, you know, he's killing it. He doesn't have to work in it and that taught me a lot there, but I was bold enough to ask. Yeah. I, I DM um, billionaires and I get, I've gotten opportunities from things that are amazing. And so I just, I ask, I knock on doors, knock and you'll receive. Be bold. I yeah. like that. You know, it's funny because earlier I was talking about how um, sometimes it's, it's so easy to kind of get stuck in, um, in, in your day to day and forget even that you can actually go after what it is that you want. Exactly. And sometimes it's like, okay. I want to do it, but how do I do it? And, you know, and again, we get stuck in our own heads, too. So kind of that we kind of prevent ourselves from doing things. And so, yeah, anyway, um, uh, I am curious to know how you go about your day to day. So I get up for the most part in the mornings and um, I actually eat soup we're really weird. I know. Oh, Uh, yeah. I I was like, what? Yeah. I hit the gym, um, generally after the gym, I'll pop over to a coffee shop, I'll do a little Devo, and then from there, that's devotion for myself. And then from there, um, I write a chapter into my book, and then I go into the offices and see how everything's going. I work, I do the things that my staff can't do, or I bring training and skill. I'm, I'm, I'm a nut when it comes to process, so I'm always trying to refine and make better. I'm one of those people that, although I'm very super optimistic now, I wasn't when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was in incredible pessimist. I'm like a hyper optimist, but I could still look at something and see everything wrong with it and then break it down to its littlest point and then begin to fix it all and create solutions so that we can streamline and make it faster and better and still produce the same quality. So is that what you were referring to earlier when you were saying, I want to work on my business, not in my business? Yeah. Okay. So that's more of the refining that you're Mm -hmm. talking about and making sure that things are more effective or efficient. That and I'm a great believer. My philosophy is in spending time with your leaders. I was working for an organization where I oversaw 120 different leaders. And in there, they would just pull them all together and meet with them only every once in a great while. Every Mm -hmm. week, I would try to take out one by one, one on one. And I spent the budget on that, taking them out to lunch. Because that lunchtime, that personal time with me, created incredible loyalty and commitment that you can't get anywhere else. When they know you're investing in them and you're speaking positive, motivational, inspiring things that empowers them, Mm -hmm. it'll change the world. They'll follow you like... <laughs> they'll follow you like uh, I don't know what the, I don't even have an illustration for it, but they'll follow you. <laughs> right. you know, I think of Old Miss. You know, they in that movie Blindside. I know yeah. it's in controversy, but they they oh, went yeah. <laughs> in. They followed that guy into battle, knowing they were going to die because of loyalty, because they loved him. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's interesting. You know, and you kind of touched on it for a second time about the whole um, you know taking people to lunch thing. I mean, just a, mm-hmm. from a different perspective this time. Uh, so I kind of want to touch base on that a little bit because I think sometimes we can feel a little bit intimidated by those who are who do have a higher level of success than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're saying, be bold and ask the question. Be bold. So what has your experience been like when actually reaching out to people who are billionaires or whatever? Mm-hmm. Have they been responsive for the most part? Not very much. Oh, okay. But, you know, I have gotten into some circles and it's been interesting. 
Um, you know, um, I study their lives, so I blow their mind when I do finally get a moment to talk to them and just ask them something about their personal life that I know, mm. you know, and that, that trips them out. Um, I'm still working on that process. I'm nowhere near where I would like to be. Right. You know, I constantly do it. Sometimes they'll respond. I did reach out to uh, Elaine Kuladi, and she's responded oh, on social media a couple okay. times. But, uh, yeah, because she, she lives is in Fallbrook. a beast. I, yeah. I know we talked about her. I mean, my goodness, if you don't know who Elaine Kuladi is, you really should look her up. Yeah. She was on. Um, what, what was the name? Undercover Billionaire. Undercover Billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she is definitely, she gets what she wants. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I need to watch that again, actually. Because, yeah, she's fantastic. You know, I think there's a lot. I mean, that that entire show, you know, from, uh, Bill, what is it, Bill Stearns? It was yes, uh, Bill, Glenn Stearns. Glenn Stearns. Yeah. Um, I apologize. Glenn Stearns, you know, he did the original season and yeah. then it turned into uh, Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Monique Mosley, Mosley, yeah. and then yeah, Elaine. If I said it right, Elaine Kulati, yeah. Yeah, Elaine. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway, those are fantastic too. Like I wish, you know, I I forgot to watch it again because I think I mentioned <laughs> that I would, yeah. but yeah, I definitely want to watch it again because there's little techniques and I I actually yeah. um, watched it like I've watched it I think two or three times at this point, yeah. um, and I took notes, That's you know, good. and. But have I looked at those yeah. notes is the problem. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've watched it four times already and taken notes each time all on oh, my really? phone. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're smart. You did it on your phone. See, I like pen and paper, but the problem okay. is I'll write it down and then I'll never look at it again. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. No, I do look at mine. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. When I'm in a coffee shop and I'm inspired to look at that, just read through it real quick, scan it. Nice. So what, what do you feel is like the biggest uh, lesson that you got from... Mm. That show, actually. Yeah, so I think Grant Cardone, that you can build a $5.5 million business in 90 days, even after he got COVID. You know, he essentially did that in a month. (laughs) I mean, seriously. The first two months was a struggle. You know, like, he definitely didn't do anything in the... Well, it's not that he didn't do anything. It's just there was no progress actually getting made in that first month. And then the second month was still a struggle because of the COVID. and. this man came out of nowhere and just blew it out of the water. <laughs> he did. And this is what blew my mind. I, I, I noticed this. Okay, there was a guy who was in marketing and advertising where Elaine Kulati went, remember? And he was living in a little hovel in a hotel, right? Mm-hmm. And his biggest complaint was, you know, since COVID, it's been tough. Right. I've lost a lot of clients. Yeah. And then Grant oh. Cardone goes to Pueblo, the armpit of Colorado. Sorry, Colorado, we love you. <laughs> um, um, but he's there, and he's in a very poor area. The income is less than where that guy is. And and he's like seeing every opportunity in the midst of COVID. And he builds a $5.5 million business on marketing, <laughs> advertising, and social media. One guy whines and complains. And one guy steps up, makes it happen, all with the same tough circumstances. You know, let's talk about that a little bit. Because perspective and mindset mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. To everything. So is that, so what made you, because you mentioned earlier that you used to be an extreme pessimist Mm -hmm. and now you're an extreme optimist. (laughs) So what made you actually make that transition? So I read a book called Secret Kingdom and it's by Pat Robertson. I know it's a preachy guy, but uh, it changed my world. He goes into actually biblical principles on business success and it revolutionized my mind. I never heard of anything like that as well. But my family had struggled with depression. My dad was on SSI. He was struggling with drugs. Uh, just massive mess and I ended up just really pessimistic mind struggling not reaching my dreams feeling like I was alone I felt like just lost and gone and I read that and I decided you know what I'm just going to change my mindset by changing my thoughts that's it Mm. once I changed my thoughts and I began down a road of constantly working on changing my thoughts everything changed and now I'm like extreme 
optimist, like, no, we can do this. I'll give you an example. So COVID hit, right? Mm -hmm. I had to close down all my schools. The city came and threatened to sue me because I wasn't closing at first, but I closed mm -hmm. them down. But that was my big moneymaker, right? right? So I thought I was actually in my 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 uh, cave, whatever you call it, man cave, just uh, watching TV. And a guy came on TV, uh, his name's T.D. Jakes, and he said, when he's powerful, with every <laughs> yes. obstacle, there is an opportunity. I didn't hear anything else he said after that. I just stopped it and I kept thinking. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm either an entrepreneur or not. So during COVID, I started two companies and wrote another book, oh, Construction wow. Project Management, another training manual to sell across the U.S. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. So how was that um, experience, you know, when starting two businesses yeah. during COVID? I mean, that almost sounds crazy. <laughs> it is. I couldn't even fly there. Hawaii wouldn't let me fly there. So I went online. I formed the corporation. I rented the, I rented just by pictures, the office. I started sending all my mail there, bought an asset, let it accumulate credit and then got $500,000 and just went to town buying junk. And now that junk pays for all the, all the loans and everything and leaves an extra profit. So that's how it works. Wow. You touched on so much in just that few short sentences. <laughs> <laughs> so how were you able to build it up so quickly that way? Like even with the credit, you said yep. you were able to get $500,000 and then build it that way. Cause it's my sixth business and now bankers are used mm. to me. Yeah. That makes a difference. Yeah. Normally it takes six months. I did it in three. Nice. Yeah. And what businesses was it that you built during that time? So I built Corp Nation, which competes against LegalZoom okay. and CorpNet. And so we file all the trusts, corps, LLCs, things like that. And the other one was Pono Hawaiian Tours. Pono means balanced in life. And I strive to always be as balanced as possible I can. You know, I've reached a place in my life now where I'm content in all things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just love life. That's good. <laughs> now, um, with the whole mindset um, shift, mm -hmm. you you said that um, all it was was a decision, really, yeah. um, for you to mm -hmm. make that shift and yeah. um, be intentional about mm -hmm. your thoughts. Yes. So how was that? What was that process like, though? Because it's not easy yeah. to make that transition. Yeah. So is it that you were you had to be consciously aware at all times what you were thinking in your head or saying or speaking out loud? And then you're like, oh, no, how'd you correct yourself? Like, you know, because that's something that I'm working on, too, because I have some bad habits for yeah. sure. And so especially with mm -hmm. the, uh, with the, the thought process and yeah. it's like, OK, so how do I break this? And man, it's rough. It's hard. It's hard. It, it is. You know, you ever see those memes on social media it says if you had to talk for eight hours on something, what would it be? For me, it would be neuroscience. No I way. begin to dive into neurology and I begin mm. to dive into the study of the brain, realizing that every thought is an electric impulse. I was sitting there one day with a kid. I was leading a, ch a children's group of about 120 kids to a camp and the parents came to me and they said, hey, will you watch my kid? He's got 
ADHD and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll let the medical professionals do whatever. I'm not a doctor. I don't right. say anything about that. But I'm just a 24, 25-year-old kid going, this kid is acting crazy. He's moving. He doesn't stop. He's full of energy. Maybe I need to give him his drugs, you know, his medicine or whatever. And and I and then he's just fidgeting. So we sat in the back. And while he's sitting there, I asked him this one question. Because the parent kept saying to me, he has electric impulse problems. He has impulse problems. We hear that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I asked the kid. I said, hey, I forgot his name. But I said, hey, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. I go, if you wanted to, you, if you wanted to, could you like sit next to me for like the next 45 minutes without moving and just watch this? And he looked at me and he turned his head, you know, kind of like a dog turns its yeah. head sideways. He goes, nobody's ever asked me that. I go, mm -hmm. you think you could do it? I go, he goes, yeah. That taught me that we are in control of our electrical impulses. We are in control of our thoughts. We control them. We just have to feed our mind with the proper information. So I don't watch or listen to a lot of junk that's out there in the world. You know, you turn on news and it's all crazy. So I go to things that inspire, motivate, right. encourage. I try to hang around with people that inspire, motivate, encourage, that have the like-mindedness. Now, I used to paralyze myself for months when I was younger because I just didn't think it was good enough. It wasn't perfect enough, so I wouldn't mm -hmm. pull the trigger. I had to get past that. Construction helped me do that because I had a deadline to get my job done yeah. to remodel that person's house or I'm going to be in trouble. So right. I had to do it. And I, every job I did the first year wasn't good enough for me. But the people were singing my praises and the business grew fast. <laughs> and so then I realized, okay, perfect is, is not my idea of perfect it's it's what i could do the best that i can with my time and attention and so i began with that whole process to just every time i'd have a negative thought i would change it i would take in something else listen to something else nice yeah. okay i kind of want to touch on that a little bit more but okay. we do have to go on another sure. break so we'll be right back with you guys in just a moment shows if you want to host a radio show now is the time make kcaa your flagship station our rates are affordable and our services are second to none we broadcast to a population of five million people plus we stream and podcast on all major online audio and video systems if you've been thinking about broadcasting a weekly radio program on real radio plus the internet contact our ceo at 281-599-9800 281-599-9800 you can Skype your show from your home to our Redlands, California studio where our live producers and engineers are ready to work with you personally. A radio program on KCAA is the perfect work from home avocation in these stressful times. Just type KCAARadio.com into your browser to learn more about hosting a show on the best station in the nation or call our CEO for details, 281-599-9800. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? My name is Thomas F. Chappelle, Jr., and I am one of the hosts of the Real Men of Real Estate radio show here on KCAA Radio. I'm here to uh, inform you about one of my new books that are getting ready to come out on Indiegogo uh, regarding uh, the 50 educators of real estate. wanted you to travel with me on this journey on this real estate space thing. A lot of people are very interested in real estate because of the programs they see on television and a lot of people say hey want to be able to change my career or you know i can make a lot of money doing real estate and these gentlemen are very well spoken on their ventures in real estate so come with me 
and take a look at what we're talking about in this book to be able to help you with your dreams and your challenges and whatnot. Uh, the book will be on Indiegogo. You can get an early copy or you can wait till the holidays and give it to that special someone. So once again, this is Thomas F. Chappelle Jr. And I approve this message. Welcome back to the Journey to Business and Entrepreneurship. My name is Brianna Prince, and this is a show where we talk to businesses and um, at businesses and entrepreneurs about their path and journey through business. So today I've been speaking with Alan Diaz, and Alan has given us a lot of feedback, and I feel kind of ridiculous for touching on this uh, topic so much, but I love what you're talking about as it uh, pertains to like mindset, um, because it is a huge, uh, a huge piece of success. You know, if you're you know, it's that whole saying, if you think you can, you can. Yeah. If you think you can't, you yeah, can't. Exactly. And um, so I do want to ask you a little bit more about how you think that people can work on changing that mindset. Yeah. I think that get yourself around positive people, like-minded people, people that are striving forward. Um, get yourself content that's going to feed you with that kind of stuff. Motivational speakers, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar. Grab anything you can from any of these guys. Yeah. I love Ziggy. He changed my world. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, he's very positive and upbeat. Yeah. Um, feed your mind constant content that is good, positive, uplifting, and powerful. It'll change you. You know, I uh, there's this guy that I follow. His name is um, Eddie Pinero. Hmm. I haven't heard of him. Very great, too. I, I like listening to him a lot. Um, and he touches on a lot of interesting topics. And a lot of what he talks about, it's not anything that he made up. It's just the realizations and things that he fa he's found to be true mm. and stuff like that. And so I can't remember who he was talking about, but they had made mention of, um, use the example of an orange. Yeah. If you squeeze an orange, every time you squeeze that orange, orange juice is going to come out, right? <laughs> You're never going to have yeah. uh, apple juice coming out of an orange or you know, um, strawberry juice coming out of an orange. Yeah, it's never yeah. going to happen. So he's, he talks about how important it is to feed your mind because whatever, like through our speech or how, like whatever comes out of our mouth, it's because of information that is coming in. Yes. You know, and so I was like, oh, you know, it, it just gave me a whole different perspective. And I was like, wow, that is so true. Like, and so the fact that you're talking about how you don't watch TV, you don't let, uh, you don't pay attention to all the negative stuff, especially in the world, like, <sighs> Uh, that's why I stopped watching the news. I, I guess I never actually watched the news, but I, I choose, I deliberately choose not to yeah. just because I feel like I would be depressed all the time if I was looking yeah. at the news. Same here. Wow. <laughs> it's just so much negativity on there um, that I just, it, it's too much. Like yeah. if I had to focus on that every single day, I mean, that would really wear you down. It would. I, I mean, I, I don't see how people do it, but you know, props to them. I, I'm not strong enough for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear you. Yeah. Go ahead. And I'm a very, I'm, I've always been, well, I haven't always been, but a spiritual guy mm -hmm. when I turned 18, you know, and so I have such a deep, strong love for humanity. Mm -hmm. I really love everybody, and I just don't like the chaos of the world. It's yeah. like it seems to be pitting everybody against everybody. I don't want yeah, anything to do with that. the division. Yeah. yeah. I do. I, I feel the same way. Like, it seems like there's always, um, the society kind of keeps wanting us to choose sides on things, and it's like, yeah my goodness, like we're, we're, we all essentially want the same thing. And yeah. like people are so focused on the differences that yeah. we're not re recognizing, hey, we're actually a lot alike. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? We want the same things. Exactly. It's just maybe some people have different ways about going about that. And yeah. that's okay, yeah. you know? Um, but now as far as mindset goes, um, uh, again, you know, I, I want to touch on this quite a bit because, I, you know, this isn't something that I usually talk about very okay. often. Um, but... 
what is something that you feel like you have to do either on a daily basis or you had to do back when yeah. you were tr making that transition to be more optimistic um, that was effective for you? Well, as we're talking, as we'd already said, I read a lot of books right. because I read content that's feeding me stuff I want to learn and grow. So I'm keeping my mind always engaged and moving forward. I'm keeping my mind always engaged in learning. And so I'm taking in new concepts, new ideas, new thoughts, challenging thoughts, things like that. And I'm feeding it positivity so I can move forward. You know, one of my favorite books is actually an easy one. You could probably read it in an hour, As a Man Thinketh. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, great book. And so that one also revolutionized my life. So how long would you say, like how long did it take for you to actually realize some differences within your life after you were doing that? Yeah, so as I began to move forward and see my businesses and I would tend to start to lean towards negativity when there were problems, I began to, and this was before the whole COVID thing, long before that, I would, and I didn't know the whole oppor uh, op opportunities and obstacles that T. Jakes had talked about. I just was thinking, no, I don't want to go that route. I just want to find a solution and fix it and keep moving. Put one step in front of the other and keep moving forward. Um, you know, that's just how winning's done. Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I did watch that movie. I love that series. That's good. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great movie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love I love uh, those types of movies because it helps you to to realize like it doesn't matter what situation you are or how at a disadvantage you are, you yeah. can still come up and, and, exactly. and win. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, because I have such a strong group of friends from all different nationalities and groups, what's beautiful about it is I've seen so many of us together become successful and we're like-minded. We do the same things. You know what I loved yeah. about, this is what I loved about Undercover Billionaire Second Season. If you really take copious notes, you have, you have Elaine Kuladi, you mm -hmm. know, probably a lower middle class white girl who grew up then. And you have a Monique Mosley grew up poor food stamps, a single girl in the black community with a, uh, uh, just a mom, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have Grant Cardone, who was on drugs yeah. and a lot of his life and didn't even get his act together and married till he was 50, really. Grant Cardone is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but what's crazy about these three, they all use the same principles to get to where they were as billionaires. They went straight into a community. They believe they can do it. They went after the top players in the community, the mayors, the senators, and the different people. They oh, began you to- know what? I didn't, it's I didn't all even the same that. pattern. No matter what culture they come from, it's all the same pattern. Watch it again and watch they do exactly the same things. They just approach it in slight different nuanced ways right. because they're doing a different business. But they did the same thing. They went after the influencers. Then they used the influencers' strength and their influence to get relationships with other influencers that they could not because they didn't know them. And they mm -hmm. built their businesses off that, each one of them. You know what? They used other people in a great way, and they created win-win scenarios, benefits for each. So I'm going to ask you a question then, because uh, I actually did not recognize that at all. So if you had to, if you lost everything right now, mm -hmm. and you had to start all over, yep. what would you do? What would I do is I would probably start at this point, uh, I would go into real estate. You would? Yes. Are you in real estate right now? Uh, a little bit, because I own some apartment complexes with Grant Cardone. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that was That's my right. foot in the door. He did all the work. I just threw down money, right? Mm -hmm. But I wanted the connection with him. I wanted to do the Zoom meetings with him and that kind of stuff that, that, that I'm always invited to. And then from there, I was just working towards that. But I, because of my influence now, I have a lot of people and friends, and so I can just ask them for money. But I want to do it all good, all right, all perfect. So I'm moving into that area further because I know homes. I've been a contractor all these years. Right. You know what I mean? I've made a lot of success there. And so I think I would go into that. 
And so um, having to start on start all over, but of course you would have your contacts and everything. Mm -hmm. So you would go into uh, real estate as far as as construction goes, or no, no, I wouldn't oh, do okay. construction anymore. I would just raise money. I t I tell people, what would you? Because my kids, they didn't go to college; they worked for me, mm -hmm. and so I've trained them so much stuff. We've had people with master or PhD or not PhDs, a bachelor's degree in, in business come work for us, mm -hmm. and my kids had to train them. They knew they know way more than them, and so I tell mm -hmm. my I tell everybody, this is the three things I would teach my kids: how to start a corporation, mm -hmm. how to raise money. And how to go do what you want. If I wanted to run a law firm, if I wanted to own it, all I got to do is start a corporation, raise the capital, hire the lawyers. I'm the boss. I don't have to go to school. If I wanted to start a hospital, I don't have to go get a medical degree. All I have to do is start an entity, raise the funds, hire the doctors. They all work for me. I'm the boss. You know, and this goes back yet again to Robert Kiyosaki's book, where he yeah. talks about uh, the differences between. Um, different uh, different categories and how their mindset is. And you're talking about from the business ownership mm -hmm. perspective, you know, you don't need to know how to do anything or do anything and run the, yeah. do the work. You just have to hire someone who's smarter than you who yeah. can actually do it. And you know what's crazy? And it sounds so simple though, but it's like, it seems so hard. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the secret. I don't think Go it's that it. hard. I think that everybody, no matter how smart they are, whether they have bachelors, masters, or PhDs, they wanna be loved, they wanna be cared for, they want someone to like them, they want mm -hmm. someone to encourage them, they want someone to build them up. I'm great at that. I love people, genuinely, it's yeah. not fake. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> I, I, You know, and that's one of the, the cool things about you. you, you have so much humility too you're such a cool and level guy and it's so interesting just hearing you even speak and it's like man this guy's got so much success but <laughs> he he you interact with everybody as if you're on the same level as everybody yeah. it's amazing it's awesome can i tell you the one story that brought me into the motto of our businesses yeah absolutely so i was working really hard i was a i wasn't a big entrepreneur my wife said honey you need to coach baseball i don't want anybody coaching baseball i don't know we fought she won i became a baseball coach <laughs> i did martial arts and gymnastics i knew you hit a ball and you run around the bases I didn't know that mm -hmm. so I took it on and I decided to order videos on technique from the Dodgers I studied all 12 videos like crazy oh, wow. and then we ended up we won first place the first year we won first place the, uh, again we just kept winning like crazy oh, wow. the last year we go into the we're gonna I'm gonna be an all-star competing team mm -hmm. and I walk into a room and I felt like I needed to get all the worst players on the team now I've been the champion uh, ship coach the last two years in a row, I picked all the worst players that year because I felt like I needed to really help them, people who had never been in a championship. And I took them and I trained them. Well, it turns out you can make this a cheesy movie, right? Mm -hmm. We were called the Angels. The team that had all the nine all-stars from the previous year were the Devil Rays. We get into the competition for the city and it's the last game of the season. It's us against them. The one who wins goes on to the all-stars. And so my kids won the game and when they wow. ran when they ran in they because we were the last ones out at ups they ran in they ran out of the dugout they jumped on me now i've had kids like excited and they get rah 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 and maybe right. a tear comes but these kids wept now think about this mm. one kid lost his mom to death another kid lost his dad another kid lost both of his parents some kids lost their brother or, or sister in death all these struggles one of their parents were uh taken uh, they were taken away from their parents and they were in uh, foster homes oh, wow. so i picked all the struggling kids and just hone them and we practiced five days a week and when they jumped in my arms and they were weeping literally weeping yeah. crying I thought to myself this is why I exist my passion is to help other people succeed 
it, I don't, for me, yeah, I'm happy. I can succeed. I have money. That's great. That's fine. But I am most happy when I see people around me succeed and they get out of their station in life and do something greater and bigger. And I helped. I was a part of it. Whether it was something I said, encouragement I gave, or information I helped them on, that's my passion. That's what I love. That really should be a movie. That is a true ex example <laughs> of the rags to riches story. It is, yeah. It is. Wow, that's amazing. I, I absolutely admire that too. And I'm curious to know how you, how you did something different um, different with that. But unfortunately, we got to go on another break no real quick. So we'll be right back with you guys in just a moment. <laughs> okay, so I do. If you want to host a radio show, now is the time. Make KCAA your flagship station. Our rates are affordable and our services are second to none. We broadcast to a population of 5 million people. Plus, we stream and podcast on all major online audio and video systems. If you've been thinking about broadcasting a weekly radio program on real radio plus the Internet, contact our CEO at 281-599-9800. 281-599-9800. You can Skype your show from your home to our Redlands, California studio where our live producers and engineers are ready to work with you personally. A radio program on KCAA is the perfect work from home avocation in these stressful times. Just type KCAARadio.com into your browser to learn more about hosting a show on the best station in the nation or call our CEO for details, 281-599-9800. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? My name is Thomas F. Chappelle, Jr., and I am one of the hosts of the Real Men of Real Estate radio show here on KCAA Radio. I'm here to uh, inform you about one of my new books that are getting ready to come out on Indiegogo uh, regarding uh, the 50 educators of real estate. wanted you to travel with me on this journey on this real estate space thing. A lot of people are very interested in real estate because of the programs they see on television and a lot of people say hey want to be able to change my career or you know i can make a lot of money doing real estate and these gentlemen are very well spoken on their ventures in real estate so come with me and take a look at what we're talking about in this book to be able to help you with your dreams and your challenges and whatnot uh the book will be on indiegogo you can get an early copy or you can wait till the holidays and give it to that special someone. So once again, this is Thomas F. Chappelle Jr. And I approve this message. Welcome back to the journey to business and entrepreneurship. My name is Brianna and I'm here with Alan Diaz talking about a lot of different stuff as it pertains to entrepreneurship. And right before going on break, um, Alan was giving us a great story about um, how he took a team of almost misfits in a sense, mm -hmm. is that fair to say? Yep. Um, and helped lead them to a victory in a baseball game. Yep. Um, so I do want to know what you did differently. Like, how is it that you were able to accomplish 
yeah. that win. So the first thing I did is I started motivating and encouraging them. The kids I took had suffered a lot of difficult things. They'd lost a mom, a dad, a sister, a brother, and they were hurting and broken. Yeah. Well, I cared for them. I loved on them. But then I said, I asked them the question, do you want to have a fun year or do you want to try to win? They all said they wanted to win. I go, okay, that's going to affect how I train you. Mm. So then what I did was I said, we're going to practice five days a week. I'm going to pour into you. Now, I'm a technician. I was a, a gymnastics high-level judge. So mm. I could see every toe point, every foot point, every head position, everything in an instant when, mm. when I, I take free shots. So what I did is I studied the Dodgers, all their technique, everything from kitching, catching to pitching to how you place your foot in everything they do from batting. And I just changed everything they knew. And I positioned their feet. I streamlined everything, something that would take, they would catch the ball differently. I honed that in so they catch it and throw it faster than any other team. Simple things like when they're out in the field, when the, when the pitcher starts to wind up, they roll forward and begin to move forward because if you're already in motion, no matter where the ball's hit, you're already able to go backwards faster than just from a standing position stagnant. And so I just streamlined the heck out of it. I geeked out on it, right? <laughs> and then, so those were the two things really. And the inspiration and motivation gave them the will to win again because uh, they have to have that will. I worked in foreign countries. I worked in Mexico and I had to do the same thing. Someone with a master's degree asked, they gave, they asked me to read their, their plan and I, um, their thesis. And I said, you're missing the one most important ingredient, inspiration. Mm -hmm. You could try to teach them to get educated, but they have a third grade education. I lived there for five years. You're not going to get a 30-year-old back into a third grade class. I go, you got to inspire, motivate, and encourage. That means you have to have boots on the ground, but most people don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because that kind of reminds me of John Wooden. Do you know who that is? He was mm -hmm. a, he's a, um, a, a, he was a very successful basketball coach mm -hmm. out in L.A., um, won uh, tons of championships and all he did was focus on the basics, uh, yeah. the very basics. And That's it's it. like, yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so I kind of learned from him in that sense of how yeah. important, uh, you know, yes. just knowing what the basics yes. is and just to hear that you basically essentially did the same thing. That's fantastic. And you know, the last thing I did with those guys, I said, don't let them make us play their game. Let's make them play our game. Mm. We would change it up on them and make them play our game. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Now I know we're super short on time, yes. and I'm honestly frustrated at this point because I want to <laughs> I, I want to go longer with you because I had uh, some other questions I wanted to ask you, yeah. but uh, since I have less than a minute here, yeah. what's the legacy you want to leave behind? So I want to leave a leave a legacy where people around the world have been touched by what we've done because I genuinely care for people. I live by a motto. It's a weird motto for those of you who aren't spiritual. I'm sorry, but love God and love people as yourself. And that's what I live by. That's my rule that I live by. Everything else will work out if you do that. And so I'm hoping awesome. that I've touched enough people that their lives have been changed and they're better for it. And that I could leave something to my kids that they could run and they buy into the vision and the passion. Because let's face that's it, awesome. a lot of kids don't work, work with their parents. All three of my kids work for me. That's amazing. That says a lot too. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you, we have the chance to have you on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you if they want to yeah. get in contact with you or uh, know more about your businesses. Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, you can go to one of our websites, Corp Nation, reach out. You can go to Outcome Business Solutions. You can go to Contractor License School, <laughs> Pono Hawaiian Tours, <laughs> in the Light Press, which is our publishing company, any one of those, reach out. You'll find numbers. They'll get you a hold of us. If you are struggling and you don't have a whole lot of money, just take me out to lunch and pick my brain for an hour. Ooh, that sounds like a very yeah. good idea. <laughs> yeah. I never had anybody say that to me, so yeah. I've always done that. That's amazing. If I have the time, I do it. Or if we have to Zoom, we will. Nice. Yeah. I feel like we're going to end up having to do this again at some point it. because we did not get to finish. And yeah. But anyway, guys, happy Sunday. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening. Remember to tune in every Sunday at 2 p.m. Until then, visit us on YouTube or meetup.com forward slash I3 Social Club. See you soon. Labor unions built the middle class, and the middle class built America. That's the message from Teamsters Local 1932, a strong and successful labor union based in San Bernardino that represents over 14,000 hardworking people across the Inland Empire. The Teamsters are ready to help you organize for better pay, increased benefits, and improved working conditions. Reach out to Teamsters 1932 at teamsters1932.org backslash organize to speak with an organizer today. When seconds count, you can count on our first responders. Show them your support and appreciation. This salute from Aiden Jade Landscaping in Moreno Valley, serving the area with quality and pride, specializing in residential and commercial landscaping. Fall is just around the corner, and Aiden Jade Landscaping is available for all your fall cleanup needs. For information, call 951-222-9250. Again, 951-222-9250. Or visit AidenJadeLandscaping.com. That's Aiden Jade Landscaping, wishing everyone the very best. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is tehuboteaclub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, tehuboteaclub.com. It's a bird! It's a plane! No, it's Super Roth! Okay, a gimmicky opening for a commercial about Super Roth Universal Life Insurance, but I'm sure it got your attention. Now, what is a Super Roth, you ask? It's a permanent indexed universal life insurance that's totally liquid and easily accessible once it matures, can be used to supplement retirement savings or a death benefit, or both, has no income or contribution limit, has no five-year rule like Roth IRAs, has no 10% penalty for accessing the funds before age 59 and a half. Oh, and the average historical returns are 5-7% to 7% annually, tax-free. Super Roths also lock in gains, which means you don't lose your money when the market is down. Sounds incredible, right? Sounds super? Super Roths are the way of the future, specifically your future. To see if you qualify for a Super Roth, go online to thesuperroth.com. What is your plan for your beneficiaries to manage your final expenses when you pass away? Life insurance, annuities, bank accounts, investment accounts, all require death certificate, which takes 10 days based on the national average, which means no money is immediately available, and this causes stress and arguments. Simple solution, the beneficiary liquidity plan. Use money you already have no need to come up with additional funds. The funds grow tax-deferred and pass tax-free to your named beneficiaries. The death benefit is paid out in 24 
for 48 hours without a death certificate. You heard me right. Without a death certificate. Call us at 1-800-306-5086. You're listening to the Inland Talk Express, 1050 